Said it yesterday. Don't count your chickens before they hatch, my friends. Don't count your... Uh, it's like the movie Bambi. Bambi was counting on his mother to you know, be there the entire time. Well, what happens at the beginning of the movie Bambi, Rowdy? Bambi thought there was a lot of uh, big hopes and dreams moving forward, and, and all of a sudden Bambi's mom got, spoiler for the movie, got shot, killed. Just like I think the Milwaukee Bucks chances may have just uh, gotten shot and killed last night as Giannis Adenikumbo in the third quarter goes up for uh, to defend a rebound, lands awkwardly, hyperextends his knee. Well, that's the best-case scenario, that his knee's hyperextended. Well, the best-case scenario actually is that he's just fine, he, he walks it off, and he you know plays Thursday night at the Pfizer Forum for Game 5. But I think best-case scenario right now after watching Giannis grabbing his knee, Screaming profanities, screaming in pain, screaming as the Bucks' title hopes circle down the drain. Uh, I think best case, Rowdy is hyperextended. And even if it is hyperextended, that means you're still going to be out a couple weeks. Uh, worst case scenario is an ACL tear. Giannis said then the Kumbo Rowdy as, uh, goes with the Bucks' title hopes. I know it's tied at two apiece right now, and there's still some uh, series left. You know, best of, got to get to four. But Rowdy, I don't know if the Bucks are going to be making it to the NBA Finals. And if they do... I don't know if the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be winning, said NBA Finals. Because Giannis Dendekumbo, the Greek freak, is looking like he's done. Well, it all depends on that MRI, right? Because yes, from the majority of reports that I saw, mm. it was hyperextended knee. Same. Now, that could mean a few different things here. Hyperextended knee, obviously it's painful. <laughs> yep. But if there's any <laughs> structural damage, he's done. You're done. He's completely done for the rest of the season. You're done. If it's just, you know... A slight hyperextension, eh, maybe a week or two. Yeah, maybe they can get by the Hawks who have their own injuries, right? And you still have a shot. But yep. if there's any structural damage, you're done. See ya. Yep. Giannis Adendakumbo, the severity of the injury unknown right now. But if it is rowdy, a hyperextension, hyperextension is usually weeks. And if you just had ligament damage, it's 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 over. It's done. Nothing. The Milwaukee Bucks still have a chance if there's no structural damage. They do. Because I personally hmm. still expect this Milwaukee Bucks team to be at least able to win one game against the Atlanta Hawks without Giannis. Don't you think? Yeah, and you'd get two of them at home, right? And you would have two games at home. So you would think, you know, what we saw from Chris Middleton in game three in the fourth quarter, if we go back to that and think about it, then that's nice. But my God, what we saw even before Giannis got hurt last night. Even before Giannis went down in the third quarter, the Milwaukee Bucks looked absolutely atrocious. Yeah, they were night. still, even with Giannis playing basically the entire game. They terrible. They were still down by like 10. Yeah, they looked bad. There was no energy. None whatsoever. There's zero they, energy. They looked like a team that was sleepwalking because the team that they were playing, they knew was a lesser team. No Trey And they Young. knew they didn't have their best player. <sighs> Trey Young did not play last night, obviously, for the Atlanta Hawks. He was out with a bone bruise. And the Milwaukee Bucks, while Giannis was not injured, looked absolutely abysmal. No energy, played absolutely flat, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. In fact, Giannis Adenikumbo, Rowdy, he airballed not once but twice from the charity stripe. Two airballs from Giannis from the free throw line. That was And I think the other good. thing that has to be said mm. outside of, well, just the Bucks team's energy just in general... Well, we've already talked about the Giannis injury. Mm -hmm. You mentioned how 
Giannis shooting free throws was a lot more to be desired again last night. <laughs> but uh, where was K money? He was K broke. Where where was he? He he was. Brody, this is the third time now in his career that he did not make a three-pointer. Two of them have now happened this postseason. He's 0 for 7 from beyond the arc last night. Like, where was everyone that was pounding their chests about how they were Chris Middleton fans for forever and he was so great and he's a good ball player? And where are they now? I think they're hugging their pillow crying about Giannis' knee. Because that's, now, we all were last that's night. now three out of four games in the series where quote-unquote K-Money did not show up. It's <laughs> K-Bankrupt. K-Broke. Yeah, Chris Middleton, 6-for-17 shooting field goals, 0-for-7 from three-point land, the third time in his career now in the postseason that he has not hit a three-pointer in a game. That's like his That's his game. Could you imagine if you like showed up to work one day in the first four days of the week and you really brought it, and you're like, that's right, that's me. I'm, I'm one of the best. <laughs> you I'm one of the that. best in this office, baby. It's always like a cornerback who like totally gets torched, Rowdy, and then the quarterback overthrows the wide receiver and he's out there like celebrating. That's how I always think of those things, too. Yeah, last like, the, like Kevin King, like when the, yes, a quarterback like would King. like overthrow, like it would be like an out route and a quarterback would overthrow the receiver and Kevin King would be like celebrating like he did something who was burnt by the way. Yeah. He like was like two route. steps behind. Yeah. And then he starts like doing it. Like he was the reason why. Yes. That was like, that's a better, like the, a better, the more people. accurate throw. has a nice little 10 yard out for a first down. <laughs> it's like, uh, I always thought of this. It's like, you know, you got to fill up for gas. And you're driving to the gas station, and you run out of gas, so you coast in. And then right when you coast in, it's like you fist pump at the at the gas pump that you're like, I did it, I did it. It's like, well, you could have easily filled up before, but then avoided a possible doom. Rowdy, last night sucked when it comes to the basketball ranks. The Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks, excuse me. I don't know. I don't have a good feeling what, about Giannis. What, did you tap out at all? I did. I tapped out with uh, five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I watched the entire game. Yeah. I watched the entire game. I tapped out. Now, funny part is I actually watched more of the game in the second half. Were you a busy like, busy boy last night? No, no, no. In the first half, I just had Brewers on the laptop. Go Brew Crew. And obviously Milwaukee Bucks on the TV. And I was focused more on the Brewer game because it's it was a close game where it was either one to one. Well, there's one two to nothing. The two had two to one. hits last night, Rowdy. Yeah, but I was more focused on the Brewers because that was a close, competitive game. Mm-hmm. You flipped on the Bucks game, and again up. they started playing like trash coming out of the first quarter. Right away, right away they were getting blown out again. Yeah, right away. And you have to sit there and go, well, maybe I'll just focus a little bit more on the Milwaukee Brewer game because I know this is the NBA, and hopefully by halftime it's you know within five points. Yeah, oh, totally. That's what I was thinking too. And then the second half was like, okay, halftime, I'm going to go up and shower. I'm going to you know, get ready for uh, bed so I can go to bed after the games are yeah. done. That get, didn't happen, by the ready. way. Um, well, you going to bed before after the game's done? Yeah, right. You, you stay up. And I'm going to get ready to be prepared to more watch, more or less watch the second half more intently. Yeah. And the Brewer game should be winding down. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> well, I watched the entire game because I was uh, hoping to see something from the Milwaukee Bucks in the second half. And I'm going to say I was even more disappointed with their play in the second half. Well, you saw you saw two things. You saw Giannis Adendokounmpo. Well, you saw three things. You saw Giannis Adendokounmpo go down. You saw the Bucks title chances go down. And then you saw the Milwaukee Bucks absolutely have zero fight after Giannis went down because the Milwaukee Bucks literally looked and like... And there, that's exactly where it was. Yeah. You, you there saw, was no fight from anyone none. on the Bucks once he got hurt. Because what, they got it to like eight 
and then he got hurt. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, obviously, they gave up a bucket and they go down 10. And then it was just like it continued to snowball from there. So I was kind of watching how, like, the bench, because, you know, in the last five minutes, you said you tapped out around five minutes. I think they cleared the benches with, like, four and change. And how'd the bench do well, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, is the bench going to come out with a little bit of fight? I mean, they're not going to really play the rest of the series. Like, this is a game for them to get in and play. No, they didn't. No, no. they got blown out by even more. Yeah. The the Hawks bench was the one that came in with the energy. The Bucks bench was just going through the motions. The Hawks bench had a, a guy, I don't remember exactly who it was now, I don't actually really care, <laughs> who drove to the basket and brought it down on the Milwaukee Bucks, and it was bench versus bench, so who cares? Yeah. But he gets in the Milwaukee Bucks player's face and taunting, gets a technical, and the Bucks just are sitting there. Yeah, oh, yeah. What was it Nathan Knight? Was it that guy? Could have been. He got I mean, two, who cares? He got two minutes and two points. Yeah, who cares? That's a great point. But the, but again, they didn't even show any fight. They weren't even, like, feisty after the guy got in their face, after they were down... I mean, I think they were down by like twenty when they emptied, emptied yeah, the benches. Yeah, it was and- it was over. Like the Milwaukee Bucks, it was over. I don't even know if the Bucks would have won that game if Giannis doesn't get hurt. If the Milwaukee Bucks don't come out in Game Five and absolutely come out physical and want to punch the Hawks in the mouth and maybe even punch the Hawks, like actually, yeah, it's over. This it's over. The, it's how are you going to win without Giannis? You're not. You're not. The uh, well, at halftime it was uh was it I think Barkley was talking about it at halftime Charles Barkley talking about how oh, I still think the Bucks come back and win this game obviously it's before Giannis gets hurt I still think the Bucks come back and win this game because they're just the better all overall team but they don't have a closer they don't have a guy to take over well it has to be K Money it's not and K Money wasn't there he didn't show up K Money it's Chris Middleton is not the guy to take over in the fourth quarter in Game Three sure but that was one time in the entirety of Chris Middleton's career uh, the Bucks don't have a guy with a killer instinct the Bucks don't have a guy to step up and take over. The Atlanta Hawks started the game without Trey Young. Trey Young, their superstar, ruled out with the bone bruise. And the Atlanta Hawks, everyone on their roster absolutely brought it. Everyone on the roster absolutely stepped up to the moment and said, you know what? Our guy Trey Young's out. Let's go win it for him. They went out there and balled well, out. Did they not seem like the Hawks were the desperate team who knew they didn't have their best player that knew they had to yeah, win this totally. game? Because if, if you go down, the Hawks. If you go down three to one and your best player didn't play, and who knows if he plays in Game 5, you're probably saying to yourself, this is over. Exactly. They came out, though, backs it. against the wall yeah. with energy, and the Bucks were flat. Yeah, the Bucks were just like, the Bucks were going through the motions, and the Atlanta Hawks were like, okay, we're going to get out there and get after it. We're going to be tenacious. We're going to just bring the energy, bring the emotion, and that's what they did. And for a team that's the Milwaukee Bucks, and when you look at it, they haven't ever won jack crap. How can you come out and play like that? It's, it's Especially when unforgivable. You, you clearly have the better player. Like The, the whole best, team is better. The best player in the series is Giannis. Yeah, and their best player, Trey Young's out. The Milwaukee Bucks' top three best players are better than the Hawks' best three There's top no players. There's no doubt about it. Then you, you throw in that the Hawks' best player is injured, and you have a two-to-one lead looking to almost you know put the, uh, put the, foot dagger, on the throw. Yeah, put the dagger in them to go up three-to-one and going back home. And you can't come up or summon any energy or it's play sad. well at all. It's pathetic. It's the Bucks. It's 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 pathetic. Uh, let's see here. Chris Middleton, sixteen points. Drew Holiday, nineteen points. 
Uh, Brooke Lopez, seven points. The only fan base that should maybe be more upset than the Milwaukee Bucks fan base is the New York Nets, saying, "How the hell do we lose to these clowns?" Yeah, it's even it, with injury. It's it's so it was such a disheartening. And this is even before Giannis goes down. I mean, obviously, you couple the Giannis thing in, and that's I think it's if the he's worst. healthy, if he never got hurt, I still, I still think, think they, they lose. lose the game. I, still, I agree, hundred percent. The Milwaukee Bucks came out just flat, no energy, going through the motions, despite the Atlanta Hawks being down their best player. This was an opportunity to seize the moment, put the foot on the throat, dagger in the back, you know, just finish him off, be up three to one, coming home to Milwaukee. Could have got it done at the Pfizer Thursday night, but no. Uh, you come out, just look like turds, and then Giannis gets hurt in the third quarter, and it all unravels. The nut kick continuum. Now, it hasn't kicked yet, because we don't know the full extent of Giannis Dendekumbo, but I am not getting my hopes up. Well, okay, so you have... you have It's done. It's over. It's currently 2-2. You have three games left. Two at home. Two at home. Two at home, three games left. Whether Giannis is probably out for at least two of those games, even if it's the minimum hyperextension. Yeah, Giannis is out for at minimum a week, I'd say. Hyperextension is usually more than more than one week, but he's 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 not playing the next. I don't think he. I would say, best case scenario, he maybe plays game seven. Yeah, best case scenario. Yes, Trey Young. Who knows if he plays again? Somehow twisting an ankle is a bone bruise of the ankle. I don't understand that. I don't get it either. But anyways, maybe he doesn't play again. Everything even if the top two players from both teams don't play for the rest of the series, I'd still have to say the Bucks are the better team. Well, my friends, I just got to do this quick. Now, some radio hosts will proclaim that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to the NBA Finals. I heard that two days ago, and I said to myself, let's wait a second on that. It's let's, only 2-1. Let's pump the brakes. They're only up 2-1. to one. It's called hubris. Other radio hosts, i.e. myself, might be saying the Milwaukee Bucks are no longer going to the NBA Finals. As Giannis Adendokounmpo's knee, his leg, <sighs> obliterated, just like our hope of the Bucks. yes, going to the NBA Finals. The nut kick continuum swings on. Now, the deer, here's the thing. The deer are only tied two to two, two apiece with the Atlanta Hawks. They have two more games at the Pfizer form. The Bucks need to have, obviously, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and company step up. The question is, can they do it? Well, if you look last night, not only did they not do it when Giannis was healthy, but my God, they didn't do it at all after Giannis blew out his knee. Um, if last night is any sign of anything, then taps what I was just playing is perfect for this Milwaukee Bucks season because it looks like it is over. What do you guys think? I don't think it's over. See, Rowdy's like hopeful over here. Yeah, uh, hopeful. Well, hopeful. Uh, sure. Okay, as positive, up. I guess, as possible because optimistic. You look you? at it and cautiously optimistic. Ninety-nine percent sure that Giannis is done for at least this series. But you look at the rest of the series and. From the standpoint, I think the fact that you have Chris Middleton and you have a Drew Holiday, plus you have some other nice role players, yeah. and the the Hawks, there's no guarantee that Trey Young plays. 
Yeah. And it's still two to two, and you have two out of the three remaining games at home. Okay, I like this. Okay, Rowdy, I like this. I like the positivity. No, and I like if, this. If like you, this. If you have this guy. Who is this guy? Chris Middleton fans out there pounding their chest so hard after one game. This is his time to shine. Yeah, this is it. This, the ball should be in his hands pretty much every single waking moment of the game where it's not in Drew Holiday's hands. Uh, who, I like that. I like the, okay, Rowdy, keep, the, keep that vibe going. All right, Rowdy, before we go into the Brewers, you are shockingly the most optimistic person in the room right now about the Milwaukee Bucks. But I like your vibe. I like what you're saying. Well, okay, so before Big Joe called in, <laughs> the, reason, the reason why I'm positive about at least this Hawks series. Hawks. Hockey? And I'm going to go out Hockey. on a limb and say, a real limb, and say Giannis doesn't play the rest of the series. I would agree with that. But again, there's three games left, and two of them are at the Pfizer Forum. They're home games. Mm-hmm. I still think if you looked at the Hawks top three versus the Bucks top three, the Bucks have a better top three. And both of the top players for both teams currently out. Who knows if Trey Young... Because it's it's quicker turnarounds now. Who knows if Trey Young will be able to go next game? What a weird injury for Trey Young, by the way. Bone bruise. Bone bruise when you sprained your ankle. Interesting. So that I think is strange. But yeah, another but- thing that that is big is the fact that Chris Middleton is the guy that you want with the ball in his hands at the end of games on this Milwaukee Bucks roster. He is the best uh, option for the Milwaukee Bucks scoring the basketball anywhere on the floor. Yes, we saw that in the game where he absolutely went off. He was the man in the fourth quarter. He has to step up hey, where was he last and night? be that kind of player because, well, one, he's getting paid to be that type of player. He is the highest paid player on the Milwaukee Bucks currently this season. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to have to have the ball in his hands and in more important uh, positions, even more without Giannis's injury. This now is going to rest heavier on his shoulders, a little bit more on mm. Holiday, who's mm. also played well for the most part in the series outside of what, maybe a game? Uh, last night was bad for everyone, but yes. And then I think this is actually going to give Budenholzer the opportunity, or I guess he shouldn't have the excuse anymore, not to play more Bobby Portis. Because Why is Bobby Portis shooting so many threes last night? Did, you, did anyone else think of that? Was that just me? Yeah, he did seem to be pulling up. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Bobby Portis should be playing more. Yes. He, he's the guy that just you would imagine would threes. be filling in more for Giannis as a guy that's going to come in and play against the bigger guys. Yes. Now, he has given him a spark for the most part in this series. And watching Brooke Lopez out there, you got to get more from him. Because sometimes he just looks so disinterested out there, like the rest of the team. I know. Oh, my God. There's, okay. So, but I don't think point. it's over because the well, it's Milwaukee not. Bucks, it's tied at two apiece. Now, I'm not, going to say, series now. I'm not going to be positive and say, yep, they're going to win the NBA Finals. They can still win the NBA Finals without Giannis if he doesn't play. But they have That's the better overall roster. But I think they can. If Chris Middleton plays well, they can still 100% win this series against the Hawks and get to an NBA Finals just because Chris Middleton can play that well We've seen and, it once. and has to be the guy that that I guess you would say stirs the Milwaukee Bucks a drink anyways when it's big-time situations. So it just falls on him even more. Right. You just are losing one of your big constants, but, I mean, the Hawks didn't have their constant, and they, and, did and not they miss came a out like rabid dogs and needed to win. They did not miss a beat. They did not miss a beat with Trey young uh, on the sideline. The Hawks were just balling on them. Uh, Bucks came out flat, disinterested, no energy. And that's before even Giannis got hurt and they were just throttled. And listen, I think Rowdy and I both said it at six o'clock this morning. Even if Giannis doesn't get hurt, 
even if Giannis stays healthy that entire game, I still think the Bucks lose that game. The Bucks just look like like a shell of themselves last night. Uh, definitely after the Giannis injury, but before the Giannis injury, they just looked not good, not good. Uh, real quick from head coach Mike Budenholzer about Giannis Adenikumbo. Let's uh, see what he has to say. Yeah, we'll see how he is tomorrow. Uh, I guess along those lines, you, you have to. There's time to take as he comes off, and then the sub, and you have to do a timeout and, and try to regroup as a coach. They go on a 15 0 run after that. Just what what did you sense then? How did Seems obvious how the momentum changed, but what did you see, I guess, with your team and then the way the Hawks responded as well in that moment? Yeah, you know, I mean, they had a lot of guys play well tonight, um, you know, for really the whole game. So, um, you know, credit to Atlanta. Uh, they played well from the start. They played well um, coming off the, you know, the, the injury. Um, you know, so we just, we got to be better on both ends. Um, you know, our group will gather, our group, the character of it will, will come through. Um, and we're going home. It's two to two. We're going back to Milwaukee. See, see, yes. Like to your point, Rowdy, about that. Yes. The thing is with the Bucks, the Bucks are the overall better team, you know, top to bottom over the Atlanta Hawks. But as Charles Barkley was suggesting at halftime, he's like, they don't have a killer. They don't have a guy who's the dog. They don't have the guy that can take over the games. Now, Giannis might be able to be that guy, but he can't, he's, he's not going to be there. He's well, done. He's done. Well, he's hurt, and yeah. two, he, I don't think he can be that guy because he I mean, can't score from everywhere on the court. You, you it's saw frustrating. It, you saw it in Game Seven against the Brooklyn Nets for Giannis Antetokounmpo, where he kind of did his thing for the entirety of the game. But there's not a person that can outside Chris of Chris Middleton. Middleton. Outside of Chris Middleton, <laughs> in the one fourth quarter in Game Three, we've never ever seen Chris Middleton do that before. We saw him do him one time, and that was Game Three. Against the Atlanta Hawks a couple nights ago, and we've One seen time, him, and we've night. seen him do it in the regular season, but against lesser competition yeah. and with not the same type of uh, intensity like a playoff game. So they may be the overall better team, but they don't got a guy that can take over in crunch time. Like it's, we saw it once with Chris Middleton, once. Well, this is this is his time. This is it. This is Chris Middleton's time. If you ever want to gain the respect of Bucks fans, and we'll say the haters of you out there. You have to bring it in these next two or three games, however many more games there are. Because if you don't, those haters and those naysayers only get are only going to get louder. Yep. Uh, let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, it's Corey from Marshall. Corey, what's up, my brother? Not much. <clears throat> How's your nut yeah, sack feeling today? The nut kick continuum. <laughs> oh, it feels okay after last night. Actually. Okay. Yeah, it hasn't kicked yet. It's like it's like no. you're like standing there and you know someone's going to get you. You're just not sure when. It's for other reasons, actually, but I'm just, <laughs> I'll leave it at, at that spot right there. Anyways, with uh, what you're saying, like, this team doesn't have a, uh, you know, when, when Charles is saying on TNT that doesn't have a killer, this kind of sounds a lot like what I was saying a couple weeks ago, that this totally. team doesn't have any really true assassins in the metaphorical sense on it. Yeah. And it's a team of, I don't want to kind of pile on, but it feels like it's a team of frontrunners, kind of like, when everything's going well, they're like, clicking you know what i mean yeah. like when you've got some adversity especially i mean last night it's a little bit tough for me to say like oh yeah come back from watching your star player possibly get his acl torn but it goes to rowdy's point at the beginning of the show saying like from the jump they were just getting blown off of the court they were down by what was it at halftime like almost 13 oh, points or right, something right, like that right or from tip off Corey, it was like the bucks were disinterested so I always just I, I've never been able to figure that out by long, 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 long
concept of like disinterested, especially when you're this close to the NBA Finals. It almost feels like watching. I'm going to get real deep into an analogy here, but like watching a game of beer pong. The first few cups, really easy. But getting those last ones at the back are yeah. always the toughest. And you're out of re-racks. Like, mm. Exactly. And like the other key kind of starts coming back. So I can see this going six or seven games. And maybe and then the seventh game, that's where really your talent kind of shows up because it just feels like some of these series where, like, the guys, they feel like playing, they play well. Yeah. And then in other games, they just kind of hope to kind of coast through. Like, when the Bucks blew out Atlanta by 30-some points at home, I was like, are they really a 34-point better team than Atlanta? Probably not. Was Atlanta just kind of like, we've got one in our pocket and we're going home? Possibly. Yeah. That's the way I kind of thought of that. In the- Fly the L, Chicago Cubs. Fly it high, fly it proud, fly that L. Brewers win again. They really didn't save much offense from the night before when they beat the Cubs 14-4. As the Brewers win last night 2-1 over the Chicago Scrubs. You love to see it. And check this out. The Brewers have a five-game lead in the NL Central for the first time since July 15th, 2017. And you know what else the Brewers have now done against the Cubs in these uh, last two games? They put up 10 runs in one game yep. against the bullpen. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Cubs, who had the best bullpen in baseball heading into this uh, series, no longer the best bullpen in baseball. Oh. But that'll happen when you give up, uh, what, 10 runs in three innings? <laughs> well, yeah. one. Or I guess, one inning. <laughs> no, technically, technically, they only covered two innings because they didn't yeah. need to pitch in the ninth. Yeah, that's you're correct. correct. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so you go. ten and two innings. Yeah, yeah. that that's gonna bust. That's that'll, an ERA buster. Um, hurt a little. We'll go with Brandon Woodruff starting with him. Wow, six innings, just one hit, four hits, struck out eight, walked three. His ERA has dropped to one point eight seven on the season. That's good, but guess what? It's actually the third best mark in all of baseball. And then speaking of bullpens, how about Brent Suter, Jake Cousins? Yes. The cousin to Kirk Cousins, Jake Cousins, Brad Boxberger, and then Josh Hader picking up his uh, 20th save in 20 opportunities on the season. Uh, found a little trouble, but recovered to pick it up. How about the uh, the start? We'll start with Brandon Woodruff, Rowdy. Dude, it's just a baller who never, ever gets run support. Yeah, for some reason, the <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers always seem to like blow their load for Freddie Peralta the day before. Yeah, and then it's and then it's then they're good like, luck. Brandon and they're, Woodruff, they're like, they're like ashamed of themselves for doing that. All right, Woody, you got to go out there and you got to give up two runs or less to give us a shot here. Yeah, you got to have the Woody because we're limp over here. So get her going, buddy. Let's go, Big Woo. But I mean, he he went out there. Different look for Brandon Woodruff. Cleaned up the beard, got a haircut. Yeah, what's going on there? Hey, still look good. And I think you can check off another start for Milwaukee Brewers starting pitching since the sticky stuff uh, policy. Now that's two for Peralta, two for Woodruff, and one for Burns. And all of them have looked really good. All of them have went six-plus innings and given up two runs or less. Yeah, and how about this? It was for the offense. Brewers win 2-1. to one. There was only two hits on the night. An RBI double by Yelly in the first, and then an RBI single by Jace Peterson in the fourth. Where... <laughs> Where, where were the sticks? My God. Um, that's fine, though. They still got to win. That's, they got well, done. surprisingly, the Brewers still put some guys on base. Yeah. Like, they still had, it's not like they had a ton of base runners, but they still had some base runners. And for a team that only had two hits, they left six guys on base. <laughs> mm-hmm. Baseball is such a weird sport, isn't it, Rowdy? 
So, I mean, they still did figure out ways to get people on base and to somewhat put pressure, especially more or less on Kyle Hendricks in the first six innings, put a little pressure on him, get his pitch count up. But yes, you would like to see more runs, but the Milwaukee Brewers were able to piece it together. They were able to get the ball to Josh Hader in the ninth with a lead and he shut the door. The only, I think the only things uh, Brewer fans uh, were saying last night or screaming at their television besides, can't we find a hit or can't we find some more runs is, Throw strikes. Throw Jake Cousins, strikes. Brad Boxberger, just throw strikes. Hey, bullpen got her done, though, despite not throwing a lot of strikes. Hader came in, like I said, got his 20 to save and 20 opportunities. Brandon Woodruff, though, the phenom that he is, he dropped his ERA from 1.89 to 1.87. Wow. Check this out. In four starts against the Cubs this season, Brandon Woodruff is 2-0 with an ERA of .72, allowing two earned runs in 25 innings. That's pretty good, right, Rowdy? That's damn good. <laughs> wow. It's, it's all right. Especially against... Crazy. Well, okay, so the Chicago Cubs aren't necessarily a good offensive team this year. You can argue that they have good offensive players, yep. but they're not a good offensive team. Mm-hmm. They're not scoring really any more runs than what the Milwaukee Brewers have been doing this year. And when you look at team batting average, they're really not much better than the Milwaukee they Brewers 12, are this year either. The Cubs left 12. They left 12 on base. My God. Well, I mean, look at the game before. Look at game one where the Milwaukee Brewers won. There's a lot of bases loaded where they got out of the The Brewers jam. had bases loaded twice, and so did the Cubs. Yeah. But the Brewers obviously had one inning where they erupted for 10 runs and got the win and found ways to score some of those guys. Cubs had the bases loaded again last night with the seventh inning. But, yes, the Cubs were putting guys on again, but... Brandon Woodruff and the rest of the relief pitchers were finding ways to get out of it. And in the ninth inning, when Josh Hader walks a batter and gives up a hit, it is nice to know that you have Josh Hader on the mound because he can be absolutely locked down, shut down Mm -hmm. because you might even have the bases loaded and no outs. And Josh Hader has the opportunity to get you out of it. And he can also take out backup catchers. (laughs) Josh Hader is a beast. Uh, Oh, by the way, ending a game. And you're sitting there injured on the loss end, rolling around in pain. That could have potentially been a separated shoulder as well. But speaking of pain, did anyone else see the umpire take it straight off the nut cup? Oh, God. It it didn't even phase him. It didn't phase him. there's, There's probably two things working in favor for him in that situation. He's got a tiny package, and his cup is extra firm. So good for him. That, that was, I guess that was unreal because it cl- didn't it, it clip Manny Pena. Yeah, and it, I think it clipped Manny Dude, Pena right right off the side of the shin guard. So it probably got some of his skin, some of his skin, some of his leg. Yeah, and you could tell it kind of hurt him. And then it went clear as day right up into the umpire's cup, and he just sat there He's and like, like took huh? it. <laughs> he was like one of those guys where those they Shaolin like, monk masters yeah, that get kicked, get in, the kicked in the nuts and, then, yeah. and they're just like, ah, you ah. know that there's actually I forget I used to know what it was. It's like it's like Shaolin monks have the ability to retract and suck in their their testicles in their body. Do you know that? I don't think he did that, sure. but he definitely wore hey, it off the cup. And you don't know that, Rowdy. He might have sucked you, him in. You don't know that. He might have sucked him in. He might have been you know, moonlighting one day as a Shaolin monk who sucked in his boys and be like, now try to get me. Go go Google it. These monks get kicked in the nuts like viciously, ferociously, nonstop. And they're like, please, sir, can I have some more? It's crazy. That was that ump last night. But, yeah, that was because normally you don't see that. No, you usually no. see a guy buckled to his knees crying. 100%. Yeah, and that's even when that's even when they were wearing a cup. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, listen, I was a catcher back in the day, and I got a fastball right to the nutsack one time. I was wearing a cup. It, I was. Yeah. I was. Well, I think it was, I was singing soprano and choir the next day. <laughs> I think it was Johnny Bench. Old legendary catcher for the Reds, where they asked him if he wore a cup, and he said absolutely. He goes, you, it was like a story about how I can't remember how many it was, but it was like I've went through so many cups in my life because <laughs> of pitches in the dirt, yeah. where they literally shatter them. Um, imagine that's your job. You are sitting there, legs open, trying to catch a fastball. Like, like that's, that's a hundred miles an hour. That's a hundred miles an hour. Legs open, <laughs> and you. The only thing protecting you and your manhood is a thin piece of plastic that will shatter if it bounces up to you, and you still go out there and do it 162 times. Well, if you're a catcher, not as many. Yeah. But you go out there a lot to put the boys on the line every pitch. Every pitch. <laughs> tough. <laughs> tough, tough, tough. Yeah, baseball's wild. Uh, Got to talk more. Uh, Brewers coming up here. Getting the start and going for the sweep today is the Milwaukee Brewers with... Ashby on the mound. Yeah, Aaron Ashby is their seventh-ranked prospect in the farm system. He's one of the guys that uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are hopeful for as being a starting pitcher in the future. But we'll save it on him, Roddy, because we're talking him coming with up. With that win, obviously the Brewers locked up taking two out of three with the Cubs, and now that's a minimum. Fly the L. That's a minimum two out of three in every single series this year that they've played against the Cubs. I think Meatloaf once said, two out of three ain't bad. Well done. Welcome right back. Talk some more Brew Crew as they're going for the sweep of the Chicago Cubs. Fly that L high and proud, Cubs fans. God, it feels good. We're focused on a positive right now, and that's the Chicago Cubs flying the L because the Milwaukee Brewers beat them again. Last night at American Family Field, not much offense, but hey, Brandon Woodruff was phenomenal on the mound. So is the bullpen for the crew. Hader comes in and gets his 20th save out of 20 opportunities. Brewers win 2-1. to one. Going for the sweep this afternoon. First pitch is at 110. You can catch it right here on 96.7 FM, 1670 AM, The Zone. W-O-Z-N. Thank you, Rowdy. As starting pitcher today was once going to be Corbin Burns. Yesterday, then he was moved back. So he's pitching tomorrow then, Rowdy? Is Burns pitching Yeah, tomorrow? I heard either, th- either tomorrow or Friday. Instead, the Brewers are calling up from AAA Nashville, making his Major League debut, Aaron Ashby, the 23-year-old left-hander, the nephew of former Major League pitcher Andy Ashby. Hmm. He is uh, not Andy, but Aaron, 4-1 and one with a 4.5 ERA at Nashville in 12 games, including six starts, saying, quote, I'm comfortable with whatever they want to do. Got to keep them comfortable. That's kind of why the move to the pen was what it was, so that I'm comfortable doing whatever they need me to do. So come here tomorrow and start this game. Gives the guys some quality innings. Brody, what's the vibe and the verdict on Aaron Ashby? Coming yeah, in? Aaron Ashby's the Milwaukee Brewers' seventh-ranked prospect in their farm system. He's one of the guys that they have a, a lot of upside and a lot of hope for being in the starting rotation in the future. And he was a guy that they thought might be like a September call-up this season. He rocks the rec specs, too. He does. They thought he might be a potential uh, September call-up this year. Obviously, they're going to use him a little bit earlier because the bullpen has needed a little bit more help than I think David Stearns and the Milwaukee Brewers originally thought. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy competing for a a starting spot in the rotation next season. I got a my one complaint. He's a lefty too. These Rex specs. It's you remember when Frank Kaminsky was rocking the Rex specs. 
Now, now, do you yeah. remember a Milwaukee pitcher that did pretty well coming up early that rocked some rec specs that they threw in the bullpen? No, I'm not saying bad about the rec specs themselves, but this frame he has on his rec specs, very, a lot left to be desired. I'm going to say this well, is a, a lot of Corbin Burns in it. Yeah. Oh, Hater did too. If these, <laughs> if these, if, if these rec specs are throwing me off. They're very no, he's not a, good looking. I he's like a the guy, rec specs. He's a wrong. guy that played with the the big league team in spring training at times uh-huh. threw the ball extremely well, turned some heads. And then in the minor leagues outside of his, cause originally he's a starter Yeah, in the minor leagues outside of his first start of the year, he threw the ball extremely well as a starting pitcher. And then since about the first week of June, they moved him to the pen to get him ready for potentially joining the Milwaukee Brewers out of a bullpen role, but it looks like they're going to let him start today because obviously they're pushing back burns injury to Brett Anderson, probably a better option in everyone's mind going with him instead of like an Alec Benninger or another type game like that. And the biggest thing here is how many innings do you think he goes for the Brewers today? Not many because he's been a guy. He's been a guy that threw five to seven innings when he was starting. But again, the last Three plus weeks have been out of the pen where he hasn't thrown more than two innings. Reading a little breakdown out of Nashville, his control has been a little suspect, but he's got a a big spring training under his belt. He's got a huge wipeout slider and a solid fastball, Mm -hmm. and he made opposing hitters look lost back in March. So the Brewers obviously have some faith in him because, uh, what, who'd they get rid of uh, for Willie Adamas? It was Fireisen and Rasmussen? Yep. And so, both of those guys have continued to throw the ball pretty well for the Tampa Bay Rays, and I believe Drew Rasmussen's actually starting for the Rays in a bullpen game today. There it is. There you go. So there you go. But yeah, the, the Aaron scouting Ashby. coming up. The scouting reports on Aaron Ashby, best pitch is a slider. You talked about oh he had the wipeout. Also yeah. a good fastball. Also features a changeup and a curveball. All right, so he's got a little arsenal under his belt under those rec specs of his. <laughs> The Hebrew Hammer, Matt Bernstein in the house. Yeah. What is up, baby? Not much, man. I'm excited to be back, seeing people's full faces. Oh, it's, it's great. great. It's so nice to actually like, see you instead of just hear your voice over the phone, which I loved anyways. But to yes. see you in person. You're, you're looking very dapper, by the way. Well done. I got to go to work after this. Dad, dad <laughs> life dad life is suiting you well, I guess, Matt Bernstein. Listen, my belt is about to blow off my body. So the- <laughs> well, now that you're back in Wisconsin, I figure it's going to be just even, you know... The pandemic hasn't been nice to my physique. Well, if I remember correctly, last time we talked, you single-handedly were keeping a Chinese restaurant in business in New York. Correct? I was, and now I'm in the burbs keeping the pizza place across the street in business. Because <laughs> yeah, you just bought a house, correct? Not too long ago. I brought a condo, yeah. So how about Matt Bernstein? Not only congratulations on having a beautiful daughter. Thank good you. Good on you. Thank a you. beautiful wife, by the way. Thank you. And now a beautiful uh, in the suburbs, a nice condo. Uh, looking out on the Hudson. What? Who is this man? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I don't know. It's been a quick three, four years. <laughs> uh, news of the weird. Uh, Matt Bernstein totally has changed everything from being, well, you can still slug a good beer, can't you? I could slug a few of them if you, yeah. yeah well, I could maybe make that happen. Oh, you got to go to work, though. I got to go to work. Bernie, I was. Uh, I saw I saw your Instagram account the other day, and I'm like, I knew you were in Wisconsin. My God, you've been making the rounds. I see you not only at Wando showing off your Bernstein chair. Yep. A uh, stool, I should say. I see you here hanging with Paul Christ. Yep. Who else? Who's this in the picture Craig Urbic. Oh, them. nobody recognized him because he lost like 500 pounds. Is this a, I was going to say he was a huge lineman back in the day. I would what say he's this? one of the most underrated linemen we've ever had. Oh, what, is, what are you doing Golf here? outing. Golf outing. There's the Bloody Mary, the anytime That's, drink. Oh, well, you I, mean I swing juice? Chris Oswald is Aiming the guy. Fuel. 
He's my he's my guy at golf outings, and we just drink swing juice before the game. I assume these are all Badgers. I feel like Dick no Lee matter Evans, Lee, Mike Eccles, yeah. Jeff Mack. Look at yeah. you. No matter where Matt Bernstein go, he always has a guy. I have a few. Yeah, you know what? Like, like, you got I a guy everywhere. I'm obsessed with Madison. This is the best place <laughs> in the world. I also go to the same places over and I'm a creature. Like if you, I have a guy at Wando's because I go to Wando's every single time. Bernie, you have a bar stool at Wando's. Also why I continue to go <laughs> I would. And, and breaking news, the bar stool is now on the first floor, correct? Breaking news, guys. Get there quick. Also, it was Taco Tuesday yesterday. It was delicious. <laughs> so you, you so real bowl, quick, being that it's your bar stool, say... Say you're in New York, no one knows you're coming. All of a sudden, you show up at Wando's and you got some like little twenty-one-year-old dweeb sitting in your chair. Do you have the right to just remove him? I usually buy those people drinks. <laughs> so you're not you're not nice like, like a wild turkey shot. Oh, dude, let's what see a, if you can sit Malort? in that seat long. Uh, what? You ever have Malort? No, I haven't hung out with you enough to drink all these weird drinks. Malort, <laughs> um, what is that? Swing juice? That's fall on the ground that's juice. That's puke juice. Yeah. Malort's puke juice. Yeah, it's like I, I equated it as you know the stomach bile. Yeah, it tastes like that, but someone put potpourri to cover the smell up. That's Malort. Oh, then I probably have had it. Let's be real. You just you never actually had it. You just there's a stomach bile. All right, we'll come right back. Bernie's gonna hang out. We gotta talk some Wisconsin sports. Coming Bernie, up next. just consider that the morning after. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be right back. Matt Bernstein. The day got a little easier as. Uh, I saw looking through the window, gleaming ear to ear, our guy, the Hebrew hammer, Matt Bernstein, in the house. Bernie, good morning. Good morning. It's so nice to have you, dude. It's uh, It feels like it's been forever. It really has. the last has. time we've seen each other? Uh, 2019? I thought I came in here with a mask on. I think oh, you did. Oh, yeah, you yeah. did. You're right. Yeah, you're dead. Was it you're during dead. the winter? But we don't remember those days anymore. I try to forget those days. I try to forget those days. <laughs> um, Bernie, before we get to the good stuff and celebrate you being here, um, I do have to acknowledge this. Also, I like to do things through song. This is R.E.M. with Everybody Hurts. I don't know if you were watching last night, Bernie, but the Milwaukee Bucks were in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're in Atlanta. <sighs> Game four, and Giannis Dendekumbo went up to try to stop a Capella from a alley-oop dunk, and he didn't stop him, and then he landed and hyperextended his knee. I think that's best-case scenario. He's on the ground screaming obscenities, probably in English and Greek. To the high heavens, and the Bucks' title hopes, I think, might have went up in flames with Giannis and his knee. It's it was, it was tough. It was this tough. Is, this is really sad. It is, I mean, it is sad. Like, listen, I feel so bad for him, and obviously the Bucks. It's the only basketball I watched all year. <laughs> it's the Bucks in the playoffs. So Giannis goes down, and the Bucks' hopes for the NBA Finals haven't been there since 1974. Might just be ended here. But here's the thing. Trey Young for the Hawks is hurt. They're superstar. Giannis, we don't know the extent of it. He's hurt. I don't think he's going to be playing, though. The Bucks do have an opportunity to win this. Series tied at two apiece. Bucks have a better roster, a better team on paper. So we'll see what happens, I guess. And they have two games at the Pfizer Forum at home. I hyperextended my knee, and it was very painful. Okay, so how'd you but, do it? Uh, my foot was planted when I was running in, against Fresno State in 2002. And some dude just took my knee out, and it went backwards. So what? But what went through your mind right when that knee got hyperextended? Like, was it just? I, sh- I was sheer like, pain? man, this hurts a lot. <laughs> I was like, and you know, you're a young guy, so you're like, oh man, I'm never gonna play again. Like, you just feel like you're letting your team down. Yeah. So it sucks. But 
all I did was ice for like three straight days, and I missed the next game. Remember the lights went out at UNLV? Oh my! I didn't, yes. They didn't take me on that trip. I was like, guys, this is really grimy. You know why they didn't take you? Because they're well, because they knew what it was <laughs> Vegas. Oh, yeah. not playing. Yeah, and, not, and, and the Hebrew hammers in Vegas. Yeah, we're gonna shelf him. Give me my per diem. It's like on black. It's okay. Let's keep this going. <laughs> Could you imagine the news story of <laughs> Matt Bernstein with his per diem from those guys. Put it all on black. I, I would have been a millionaire with. Let's transition into a cool logo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so, Bernie, we were talking off air a little bit about the logo. But I, real quick, real quick, the hyperextending of the knee, you were out for what? I, I, played in the, I played in the game after against. So it took um, like a week and a half? Yeah, it took about a week. But also, like, the times have changed. He's I was going to say, we have to factor of... in you played football. Basketball also, guys, a little different. A little but more he fragile. Probably has like the best doctors, the best training staff, the best. I'm sure the ice is colder. Oh, you know, it's, like, everything is colder. better. It's, the ice is clearer, colder. <laughs> like it's it's probably in like balls instead of cubes. You yeah. know, they just gave me like one of those artisan, water artisan recyclers, ice. and they're just like go back to the region. I was like, oh, th- yeah, oh, and thanks, sit in like a tin tub with the water like circling around. No, you? it's like it goes on your knee, and then the oh, water, one of those things. Yeah, and you just put ice in it. They're like, ah, you're fine, just walk it off. Like, yeah, I, coach, I don't think s- I should be walking. I was still on my scooter like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's hope uh, for Giannis Ndekumo to maybe be back. Rowdy's thinking Monday for Game 7 if it gets there. Best I, case scenario. I Best case. Could. Listen, the guy probably that's eats less than right. a week. He probably does. He's healthy. He probably does all the right things. Hopefully he can get back. And this is coming from a guy who I assume wasn't eating right and not doing all the right things. And he was back in a week and a half. <laughs> Cheese curds and like <laughs> and spotted cows and Coors Lights. And Coors Lights, beautiful. Was it? <laughs> That's, that is the diet of champions, though. Yeah, well, maybe we, we should get Giannis on that. Yeah, we if you, we were not eating <laughs> very well at training table. You skip the salad bar every time. You don't win friends of salad at Bernstein. No, you don't. You don't I don't think you uh, you go on to have a successful football career just by eating salad. No, I was like the fried chicken. Is that at the end? Okay. I'm well, going to cut everyone here. Well, it's like Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. He's, he like just nonstop eats McDonald's, and he says, eat what you want, work out how you're supposed to. Yeah, but that guy's a freak, though. Well, you're a freak, too, ain't you? I mean, not like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bernie, speaking of freakiness, um, how about this? Freakiness in the uh, landscape of college sports, name, image, likeness. Now starting tomorrow, you can start – Making money if you're a college football player on name, image, and likeness. Graham Mertz unleashed a logo a couple days ago. A little left to be desired on the logo. It looked like a GameCube logo to me. Like To you, it looked like a lot of things you said. Imagine if GameCube sued him. Well, Nintendo would be like, yo, what are you doing, dude? That'd be so sad. It to would. start off the, uh, getting paid is like somebody gets sued. I grew up with a GameCube. <laughs> yes, so, Bernie, we were thinking off air. Uh, you said you would have the perfect logo. I don't know how. I mean, it, I think it would be great. It would be like, you know, a 45 with a bunch of like beer bottles as the 45. And then like the mortar would be cheese curds. <laughs> I was thinking this. And you would sprinkle in so every beer can that made up the 45 would be one of your sponsors. So whether it be Coor or Miller's. And I then- said I would call I would call uh, Miller up immediately yep. and just say, listen, guys, I'm willing to switch from Coors Light <laughs> to Miller forever. <laughs> If you pay me to do that, I will do it. Here's what I envisioned. It's a mountain, but the mountain's made out of empty beer cans. Yeah, I like it. Standing on top of the mountain, you know, like Rocky in Rocky Four when he's dealing out Drago and he's like his arms are up. Mm-hmm. Standing on top of the beer mountain of empties is Matt Bernstein with the 45, 
just with his fist like pumped in the air. Actually, I, that's a new logo. There it is. I, that's what I envision. I'm gonna find someone to actually draw that. <laughs> well, I think I think yours is great too with the 45 with the you know the the beer empties, the beer bottles. I'm gonna come up with a bunch of these, and then we're just gonna or, vote on or, it. Well, don't I think you still have the Wisconsin top, fullback club? If he's on top yeah. of it though, I think he has to be in the Badger garb, and he's got yeah, like the a, four or five. He's got a helmet up like this and a and chunking and, the beer together. Yes. But the question is, do I have the Adidas symbol? Or do I have the Under Armour? Or do I have no symbol? Whoever pays you more. I was just going to say that. Boom. Whoever I love is. this capitalism, baby. Uh, I love capitalism. It's great, isn't it? So I love it. So Bernstein, like, <laughs> it just seems so bananas to start thinking. What like, would you uh, have done in your playing days? Like, if I was after the paid? after the Penn State game, would you been like all any local business? Like, did you guys see what I just did? Sponsor me. I mean, like, what would what, what would Matt Bernstein do? Because you can make money off your name, image, and likeness now. It would be weird if I was just sponsored by, like, every bar in Madison. Although I would love it. <laughs> like, on Mondays, I had to show up to Mondays. You know, I was at flip night. Yeah, you, you make your appearances. I had bacon all over me on yeah, Tuesdays. Bacon night. <laughs> You're at the, what, the, what is KK? What is the Christmas on when? Christmas at the KK on yeah. Wednesday. If that's what it is. I called. feel like a lot of places would have been open to signing you to do a deal, especially, like, after the Penn State game, because they'd be like, man, this Bernstein guy. He's actually really, really cheap. Oh my god! We get him for like a thousand bucks, and then his only other thing is his buddies get to drink for free. Bernie, I know, th- I know, <laughs> and they got like a Mertz guy over here going like, "This guy wants like fifty grand," and like, <laughs> <laughs> "This guy just wants, to, this guy just wants fifty beers." <laughs> I would have called Miller and just said free beer. That's all I need. Bernie, I have it right here. RJ just messaged in on our Twitch channel. And I know I don't think you ever get sick of talking about it, but the Penn State game is like that's that's Wisconsin folklore. Like that's you're a cult icon. Thank you. You're a hero because of that. I don't think any you know that we all know that you jumped over a guy, three of them, three of guys. Bernie RJ says we need a Bernie Jumpman logo. Ooh, we take your leap over one of the three, or we take them all and compile like. Whatever your form was, the best form at the time, and that is your Jumpman logo. Or we just put all the bars that I frequent in. And I'm jumping over it like a hurdle. Yeah, Monday, Mondays, Tuesday, the <laughs> Wednesday, sponsors Wednesday, me. KK. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the Bernie jump man. God, I can kind of see it now too. He's he's kind of like hurdling over the guy. And in one hand there's the football, and in the other hand there's got to be <laughs> like a forty, of course, light or Miller light. It, Miller, if you're out there, I'm open. So I'm what do available. you what do you think of this though, moving forward, Bernie? Because you you obviously are working with the UW. You're mm-hmm. out there, you know, on the grind. You know, you're well connected. I see you rubbing elbows with Paul Christ a couple days ago. A uh, bunch of you know Lee Evans and all the old Badger guys. And I know you're still connected because you're with the UW. What does Matt Bernstein think of this new landscape changing changing in college sports? You know, I don't disagree with it. I just want them – I want it to still be fair for each university, right? Mm -hmm. Like why would I go to Wisconsin if – Michigan, oh God, never mind. I hate Michigan. I would never go there if they. We won't bring up Michigan. But if like Alabama's like, well, Jordan's going to sponsor you here, something like that. You'll be sponsored by Nike or Jordan. Yeah. I don't know. I I just I, I want to make sure that everything's fair and that the I hate the NCAA, but I want the NCAA like sports to still go off the way that they are. But you, these guys are coming in. They might have zero dollars coming into Wisconsin. They're not making any money. And Wisconsin making a lot of money on them. No, in your in your playing time, because they've changed rules now, could you like go get a job? Yeah, but it was like really you couldn't so I worked at the stadium. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't you tell some stadium? Yeah, you worked stories? at the stadium. You'd pass out like on the W, like <laughs> no, my brother. Your brother, excuse me, my brother. But my brother worked there, I think, for two years, and his raise from one to the second year was more than mine from my first to my fourth year. What? Because I was but this is after the shoebox. Yeah. So like, oh. they watched every you know, guys I I heard 
that guys were sitting in like a room just counting red cars, getting paid a lot of money to do that. That's, I mean, that's we just what heard I heard. That's what I, I don't heard. know if that's real or not. Real? I don't know. I just heard that. Well, okay. So I think one thing that a lot of people say that if you make this the likeness where your Graham Mertz's of the world are going to get paid more and your you know third stringers probably aren't going to get anything. Well, that's just kind of how the world works. Do you think you could see animosity between teammates with this? Like maybe an offensive lineman's not getting any love, but he's pretty good offensive lineman, but no one's reached out to him. But 20 people reached out to Graham Mertz, and he goes, well, I'm not going to block for Graham Mertz because I'm not getting paid. I mean, do you, I, my I question is, do you it, see that in the NFL? I know it's different, but because they're all getting paid the in the NFL. That's the NFL motto, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they're all getting paid in the NFL, own. I understand yeah. that. But do you see a lineman being like, man, I didn't get that Nike deal freaking or that that's just Zenith what, watch? That's just Rogers what people, got Zenith watches. I don't get anything. People that are making the argument against it, that's like something they're saying. Yeah. I, you know, I can't see that being a huge argument because, I mean, you're, you you come to Wisconsin to play football. Like on the, you know, I didn't come here to make money or. Well, I guess you really. Couldn't I came here to time. have a good time, play football, and you succeeded. And I did a good, I did, and I got an education at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah, that um, comes third. Sorry, Chancellor, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I took advantage of it. But you know, I, I had a scholarship, and I also came from a family that you know, like we're upper middle class. Yeah. So like we were, we were comfortable. Yeah. I don't think that's for that's not everyone's situation, and. and Listen, I'm glad that the opportunity is there for people to find avenues to make money, rather it not be there. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but I don't think a lineman's not going to block for a guy because he got the Nike deal and the other guy didn't. Now, I hope that doesn't happen. So that's something that no. I well, don't Then you get a guy who's sitting on the bench. Isn't everyone's aspirations when they're playing college sports is to get to the NFL? Yes, but now it's kind of like professional. You're, you're bringing the NFL to yeah. the NCAA. You know, my thing is, how do you make it fair for all the sports? I just... I don't think you can. It, no, it's only you can't. fair for three sports at Wisconsin out of the twenty we have. Yeah, you can't. You'll never be, make it fair for the Graham Mertz's to the guy who's a superstar on the rowing team. But it's right. also, I think that's that's suited for universities specifically. It's like you mentioned Wisconsin. Okay, well, obviously the football players, the basketball players, and the hockey players are probably going to be your three biggest. But if you look at like a school like Iowa. Their wrestlers might be getting paid more than their yeah. football players because Very that's true. a wrestling state. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe a lot of top recruits already go to Iowa for wrestling, but maybe that's even going to change things, just the landscape of recruiting just based on just based on the sport and what you're good at or what your school's good at. But does the reputation and the coach now get overlooked because of money or some company or well, something. I think by some players, but the majority, no. Throw this on top of it too, because now you can transfer one time without sitting out. So let's say you are like a lesser guy somewhere and you're like, man, I know I'm good. I know I could go make money somewhere. I'm going to go transfer here. Or maybe you're a big guy that like, I'm going to go here. I, I don't have to sit out. I'm going to transfer. All of a sudden you see people that are maybe going to Wisconsin like, well, I could I could make money over here more easy. And then all of a sudden you see guys transferring. Like it could hurt programs and help other programs by just the unfair advantage of money making. I like it though. Like I kind of like it, and I think it's it's. Uh, I th- it's I would your say, name, image, and likeness. You should be able to make money off of it. I completely agree. And you're gonna help out more people than you're gonna hurt. Yeah. I just don't want to see like the the structure of NCAA football. No. Okay. For you, a lot of people are like, well, players should be paid. Yada yada yada. This is kind of a step to it. But Bernie, specifically when you were playing, you guys got a lot of stuff. Like you got a lot of stuff, didn't you? Had to like to be a playing football for a university, right? But a lot of stuff, but like, are you going to always wear your issued gear no. everywhere? Like you didn't, people didn't have money for clothing. Yeah. If you, you had, I, I used to watch guys take four or five to go carts from training table. 
Like that's sad. That, that shouldn't sad. happen. To People, put that in the fridge, you and should you, have money, yeah. right? What yeah. shelter, clothing, and food. Like everyone should have that. Yeah. You know, like why do people need to live somewhere they don't want to live during their experience? But the university is going to make hundreds of millions of dollars, but you're Buku living cash to in the same room as someone, like in a dumpy apartment. That to me is bananas. Yeah. So the, I'm happy that this is happening. I'm just, I just hope it's somehow fair for everybody. I think. If they Which put this I in, and I don't think it ever will be. But I don't think it ever will be. Yeah. But so then, how do you regulate that? Yeah, you, you know, put I, this in right. place. I told you, I think it'll affect some players, but the majority no. I think that might honestly help the Wisconsin Badgers weed out some of the kids that probably aren't interested in Wisconsin anyways. Because I would say a lot of the kids that are looking for the money, looking for the handouts, are those top recruits, some of those best guys that are already maybe getting some money oh, under for, the table. Yes. And those are it'll be easier for Paul Chris and the Wisconsin Badgers recruiting. So well I think he's we right, don't yeah. want Johnny or we don't want Scotty over here because they look like they want too much money or they're more in for the money. We want uh we want Joey over here because he looks like he wants to be here to well, play football. To Nelly's point, you know, I think it does help out more than it hurts because Johnny Menzel came out, he's like, After I won the Heisman, I was going to a hotel room, I'd sign a bunch of stuff and I leave the key and I go get like two hundred and fifty dollars for a signature. Like there's already guys making money. Reggie Bush, Johnny Manziel, all these all these guys. It was just hush hush under the table. Now you get more of an opportunity for guys, more people to make money in a legal sense, I guess. <laughs> I guess. It, it, there's a lot of gray area. Whenever we talk about the name, image, likeness, and then it goes into the payers getting played conversation. There's one man who always needs to throw his hat in the ring, Dave from Monona. What's up, Dave? No, I don't throw my hat. I'm just a realist because <laughs> these spoiled these spoiled little brats. They go to the university. It's bad enough you guys get five-star hotels, bling. Everything's paid for. And Chad, by the way, the university makes money off these these athletes, but they also funnel it back into the facilities, the system, the food, the training. Who else leaves the university debt-free and healthcare for life? Now, now Matt and I agree, which is kind of scary about something. But if you're going to be, you want to get paid, then you should pay taxes and be right, fired. Pay taxes, but right, that's right. never going to happen. That's never going to happen because these poor athletes would. Oh my God! Can you imagine the protest on campus if they actually made these uh, athletes accountable for their action? Dave, you can't fire a kid that you recruit to come play for you. But you're paying them. You sign a contract. You're paying them. If you if you're going to receive you're compensation, fired. okay, well, again, Dave. Then the, the 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 scholarship contract would have to change. Then yes, well, it's going to once you start getting paid. Once I start paying Matt Bernstein, the scholarship's out the window because. Now I'm paying you for a service, and if you're not providing me that service, you're done, right? Yeah, well, you could also just become the second guy, and like you just somebody get, takes over somebody your takes spot. Your starting spot. But it doesn't matter. You're being paid for – I'm compensating you for a service. If you're not – Well, Dave, let's start, let's start with the conversation started. Do you agree with the name, image, likeness, that they should make money off of their name, image, and likeness? No, because that's, that's, that's like saying Evo and Nelson should make money because the name of the show – Used to be, you know, Ebo and Joe. Should you make money off your name? No, your employer is paying you for a service. And one, one, one last thing, man, I heard you kind of him haw around. If that offensive lineman sees his quarterback getting paid and glorified and all these freebies and women, and that guy's getting nothing, yeah, and that guy's getting nothing. Are you kidding me? There's going to be jealousy. You know that. Come on. I, I think First that's off, a, a, different, a whole different tangent. Um, <laughs> First off, Dave, jersey chasers are everywhere. So the women thing, I think he's got it covered. Linemen still get women very well. Fullback, fullback's the most, though. Yeah, Dave, we, we always said there's only one Brooks Bahunger. There's a lot of linemen. <laughs> a lot of running backs, brother. Hey, Dave, I do have a, a message here. Um, 
Chad says, uh, ask Dave this. Dave, when was, was the last time 85,000 people showed up to watch a chemistry experiment? It doesn't matter because those chemistry <laughs> experiments now teach us wrong. Those, those people that uh, graduate from uh, degrees in chemistry and uh, and medical degrees go on and provide a service for millions of Americans. So, Chad, nice try. The Man. athletes are only there for four years, and when they leave, they, most of them do nothing. So we're paying four years of what? Come on, Chad. You, you kidding me? You guys, I mean, you guys get treated like gold, and 99% of you don't put, Okay, what about the, um, oh, oh my God, the basketball player for UW? Now I'm going break that. The guy, all-world junior, senior year, um, search. Oh, my God. Come on, help me out, Neva. Who's the guy? <laughs> I know I'm going brain dead to stay there. Dave, you can you can recoup and message me. I'll bring it up again. Frank Kaminsky. No, but, yeah, there you go. Kaminsky. The first I two he years. Said chart. You, <laughs> oh, I know. But the first two years, the university paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for this man. He brought no value. All of a sudden, he had one year, and now he should get paid. What, what, what about the hundreds of thousands of dollars they they forked out? The bottom line here, man, is UW <laughs> provides a service. You guys you know, are compensated to provide a service by winning and going to school. If you can't handle it, be fired. All right. All right, Dave. See you, buddy. The, the real world is that that is kind of cutthroat like the real, real world. But You're not going to recruit also, someone and go fire him. Well, at the same time, do you, I mean, do you, uh, he's not on anymore, but do you like Wisconsin winning? Like, do you like having a good program? You're not going to have these things if you're – Firing students left and right. Yeah, uh, it all started with name, image, likeness, and <laughs> I think we all can agree that if you have your name, your own image, and your own likeness, you should be able to profit off. And of I that. think we're all saying when you do that and you make the money, you do pay taxes on it. I, listen, taxes <laughs> is. I feel like every American has to pay taxes, yeah. or else you're doing something illegal. Well, unless you're a, like a millionaire or billionaire, you're not paying any taxes. Like Jeff yeah. Bezos can shoot himself up to space, then which you should say there. If you didn't, if like if Graham Mertz signed like a $500,000 deal and didn't pay any taxes on it. I don't know if he would necessarily be fired by the UW, but I think he might be picked up by like uh, the police or the <laughs> government. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't think the UW would fire him. No, yeah. he just would probably have his scholarship removed eventually if he can't show up. Cause he's yeah. in, well, because he's breaking the law, yeah. you will get fired. Yeah. Right. Well, let's go back. Let's go back to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Terry from the North side. Terry, I said yesterday, we haven't heard from you forever. How you been Terry? I've been good. I've been working a lot, doing a lot of things. Here's the question I have for um, for your guest there, Matt Bernstein, the Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> What's up, Matt, there? I, Matt? Here's the question. You know, and I'm, um, I'm I'm a sports official, and I also enjoy. Um, I'm a big collector, especially of the 1957 Milwaukee Braves. My question to you is this: When I was going through a store yesterday, I seen. Um, and I'm just going to say the Badger quarterback of this year. I seen his shirt with his name on it in a frame, going for about 400 bucks. Whoa. Here's my question to you. Should that company be able to take his name with a Badger jersey on it, put it on a wall, put it in a frame professionally, and now sell it? And he gets no profit at all. Should that company be able to do that? No. Has that been happening forever? Since yes. started, yes. Collectibles, yes. So my question is why? I that, it's I just it's, been uh, the model for the uni- for college sports. Look, at, you have um, Family Day. We sign everything that people come in. Imagine a little kid shows up with a Matt Bernstein jersey, and I sign it, and then that person takes it. My jersey's worth like fifteen bucks, but you put it in a a, a nice frame. 
you put a plaque on it, you sell for four hundred bucks. What can, I can't get anything from that. No, I, Terry, I think it just goes back to the world being unfair. Yeah, but if but Terry, if you are going to like a memorabilia shop, a lot of those places have some kind of contract with people or with an agent who yeah. has. But uh, in this case. He's still in school. Well, and it's even professional effect. athletes. So you have guys out there catching home run balls, guys out there you know, getting autographs, and then they're turning around and selling it to a collectible shop. Those professional athletes don't get anything for it either. I don't think it's no. fair. I, I understand that um, there's definitely sports collectors that get a bunch of kids with jerseys and had guys like you sign them, especially when you're freshmen, and then take a chance when you're a senior that you're going to be a big name. Well, wouldn't eventually, I mean, it happens all the time. Wouldn't UW officials that. tell you guys don't sign these balls for people because they're known like collectible well, sharks? Outside of the stadium on like a random Tuesday, they said don't sign these balls. But who turns a kid away? I signed every kid's ball. Yeah. Like, come on. I now, you know, here's the argument. The autograph. Listen, my autograph is worth so little because I signed <laughs> every single thing I could. I think the argument that I always got a kick out of was, and I'll give Fergus and Jenkins an example. Um, when when the, uh, the Muskies were here a long time ago, uh, Fergus and Jenkins had a ball signing. And a lot of people, and of course, back in them days, you didn't have cameras, and that's what makes things a whole lot valuable now when you get a picture of a guy signing it. Uh, but Jenkins signed a baseball, and when a guy went to turn it in, there were so many people that said that's not a signature because he certainly wrote different at 70 than he did at 25. And that was another argument. If you guys who are sports collectors get a signature, now you got your cell phone, make sure you take a picture of it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Good stuff. Hey, Terry, a pleasure to hear from you, man. I know Athens is open. we got to meet up for a beer, all right? All right, sounds good, guys. Go great. Go Cubs. <laughs> Brewers going for the sweep today. Love to well, see you it. said this yesterday, and this is completely off topic, but the old guard loves the – what the uh, Chicago Cubs? Because oh, you were listening yesterday. Yeah, I, listen, I can't hear your voice all the time. More I evidence that everyone listens, Matt Bernstein. But yes. I, thank I, you. I, Thanks for listening. You're welcome. I think it's bananas that nobody came back to the fold. I also think it's bananas. There's no hockey team in Milwaukee, but that's a whole new can of worms. Yeah, well, that's there's like something with the Red Wings and the Blackhawks and that they're like, too close. Yeah, some proximity thing. But yeah, I mean the old guard. I get why they wouldn't like the 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 Brewers because the Milwaukee Braves up and left them. I get it, and the but WGN, at the same time, you think someone would? They, I'm sure some did come back. Yeah, but there's like people when like uh, when the Packers drafted Brett Favre, or um, sorry, when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers. There are Brett Favre fans like I will never ever cheer for Aaron Rodgers because I love Brett Favre. Well, I love that we brought Aaron Rodgers up too. Yeah. Hey, you got any uh, people in the know about Aaron Rodgers? I have I have no people who know about him. <laughs> are you sure? Uh, you got yeah, people, you got people sure. everywhere, dude. I, I doubt I have anyone who knows about him, but to me, I would go to training camp and stand there. And get my, you know, I would do Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here to not get fined. Were you in the uh, Lions training camp, Bernie? <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't get fined there. I wasn't there long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got fined for being there too long. What the hell is this guy doing here? Find him for just standing there. He's, He's standing done. here. Get him out of here. Get out of here. Find him 25K. He's out. Last segment with Bernie until we send him on his way. You got some working to do, man. Off to the grind, baby. And uh, you work for the UW. I love it. So how's it feel to come full circle of uh, playing for UW now working for UW? I mean, I... It's funny. Somebody, uh, I was full on, circle. I just like never even left. So yeah, Gary Ellison had me on a show, and he's like, "What did Barry Alvarez mean to you?" And I'm like, I, "I don't know if I would be like here and as happy as I am, and as special as like I feel like my life has been without that guy or without Wisconsin as a whole." Well, yesterday was Barry Alvarez's last day. I want to play this for you. See what do you have to say here? We're going to build it from the foundation. Don't know how long it'll take. They better get season tickets right now because before long, they probably won't be able to. 
So what what does what does Barry Alvarez mean to you then, Matt? God, I love like that gives me the chills and makes me like want to like put a helmet on and run through. And like, do you three have a relationship with Chris McIntosh? Yeah, Chris, uh, Mac is great. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, I feel like the brotherhood like stays strong no matter. You know, I didn't really embarrass myself afterwards in any terrible way. So I feel like I have some good standing. <laughs> <I've> never, <laughs> <laughs> I never got like, you know, really blacked out drunk and fell on the field or something. No, so you just kept your balance. I kept. <laughs> there was a close call some some places. But um, no, you know, so it's so it's, you know, do I, I work for the university? I work for not only do I work for the university, I work for the Hillel. You know, I would I think it's cultural. It's it's religious. You know, I work. To me, UW is religion. So I yeah. think it's so cool to, to make, you know, as Dave would hate this, but to make the university go forward and get donations so these students have great experiences, people who cannot afford to come here and people who can afford to come here 500 million times. Because well, that's what you're out doing, right, is you're trying to make the experience great for everyone. For everyone. I, I absolutely couldn't be happier. I live in New York. I do this job. I talk to Badgers all day. Basically, I'm on the radio all day. I yeah. just nobody films it or listens to it. And if they do, there might be some <laughs> violations or something. There probably will be some violations. <laughs> some sanctions. Yesterday, I was on a call, and the guy's like, wait, you're in Madison? And, I, and he's, a, he's a high up lawyer. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, how many spotted cows you drink so far? And I'm like, well, it's 930 in the morning, but... You know, last night I might have had three and <laughs> the other day before. And he's like, get drink as many as you can. And I'm like, dude, you're not that far away. Yeah. Like it's just so it's so nice. Um, I, I legitimately couldn't be happier. And mm. I'm still part of the fabric of something that I'm absolutely obsessed with. You know, you guys have it too good. You guys live in Madison. You are down the street from We can you know, legally State buy street. spotted cow. You can't get it outside yeah, the state I, lines. You know, I, I'm jealous, but I'm also when I'm here, I'm I'm Well, like that's the why you have an human. open invite whenever you want in here, obviously, Bernie. We love you. Listen, I drive the speed limit here. I'm happy. <laughs> I I, okay, I want. I'm like it's 25. I'll drive 25. I want you driving over the speed limit so you get your sooner. Okay, yeah. like I need you here quicker. I left early to get here quicker, knowing I would drive slow. So Bernie, uh, with uh, football coming up here, obviously last year sucked when it comes to a global pandemic, but this mm-hmm. year we're at 100. percent They're announced for you know Camp Randall, and the team has got a lot of expectations. What's Matt Bernstein think about the upcoming team led by Graham Mertz? I mean, Zach will tell you this, how much he hates it, but I think we should go undefeated. And you, <laughs> I will vouch. You say that every, every year. year. And you I know, also I, say that every year. I think I have I have high expectations for, for Graham. Um, I think it looks like from everything I see on you know the, the, the social media, the Badger social media, his social media, is that he's working hard and that they're working hard as a team. I just hope, you know, I think with COVID, it was hard to come together as a team. Sure. You know, a lot of injuries, which really throws like a wrench in all of that um, that chemistry. But... This year should be completely different. They're working hard. You know, they're out there. I don't think there's any, you know, scares with COVID right now. So, you know, I'm ex- I'm excited. I think the coaching staff couldn't be any better. Okay, you were just hanging with Paul Chris not too long ago, a couple yeah, days ago. That guy's great. Did man. you get any like any like little intel on the scene? No, we just like, you know, joke around and man. we we joke about how, you know, he jokes about how he, he say, looks so good, and I'm like, dude, I... Did he say, I can't wait to hear you on Over the Line with Ebo and Nelly? I, he actually says that every time. I know. Everyone <laughs> listens, me. He's like, I listen every day. Hey, coach, how are you? Tell, well, tell Call Chris... Call in. What are you doing? Well, we, we kind of make fun of his press conferences once in a while, so what, we the opportunity and appreciate it. So tell Paul we don't. it's all in good fun. But I actually think he would think it's funny. Tell Paul, tell Paul it's all in good fun, okay? I think he... Because I think... You know, like, I actually think his press conferences are... They're hilarious to me. For, but he does that on purpose. Yeah, I know, because he's, he's like, nothing like that. He pumps everyone else up. He says, oh, we're trying. And then you get him behind closed doors, and he's the funniest dude you'll ever 
Well, yeah, I mean, to the media, he is a completely different person than how he actually yeah. is. Yeah. But the media twists and turns. You, know, you guys know you're the media. <laughs> we twist and turn everything. <laughs> not you guys specifically. We, we, are not, we are the highway of information. And Listen. if you want to jump on and ride, <laughs> you can ride. Right. <laughs> I would never talk bad about you. You guys are the best. Bernie, so. Um, I'm going over the stadium right now. I'm parking in Barry's. I'm going up to his office. I'm taking whatever he didn't leave left behind. <laughs> you can take the statue? <laughs> the statue's coming up. <laughs> 